Okay, we ready? Are we ready to go? Let me start up the clock. Oh, what's the new thing called? <laughs> what's the new thing? <laughs> Are we getting this? <laughs> I, I was going to do that part, but I you can't. I fucking love you. <laughs> it's called Inside Jokes. <laughs> Have you met you? I'm Neil Berkeley. <laughs> Neil made our documentary cover. Yeah. Yeah. His producer, We've Maggie, met. is saying what Here we go, Frank. We've traveled hey, together. you got some of that. <laughs> We've traveled together. Off you that go. would be great. Off you go, Gilly. <laughs> Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santopadre, and this is another episode of Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. Now, the guest I think I know... <laughs> uh, One of he, them. He actually did, he directed and filmed my uh, documentary mm-hmm. called Gilbert. Colossal mm-hmm. Obsessions. Poor, poor bastard. Yes, got great reviews. I just want to bother you with Tiny portions. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, tenderly observed, remarkably insightful keeper. You may or may not walk away from Gilbert, a Gilbert Gottfried fan, but either way, the movie makes you glad he exists. Who said this? Uh, not, not, not when you're trying to. Okay. <laughs> Are these critics? Yeah. Oh. And, uh,. He's a comedian. This is a, a, a genuine, self-effacing man without a blah, 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 blah. That's and, important. Uh, that's, way to, way to sell uh, yeah. it, Gilbert. <laughs> well, whatever it is. Anyway, he made, he made the Those film, are raves. He made the film Gilbert. That's true. Hi, Neil. Hi. Good Welcome to see back. You again. Thank you very and, much. And, and who did you bring with us this week, pray tell? I brought uh, subject of my latest work, Rosebud Baker. <laughs> Hello, Rosebud. Hello. I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's it about? I Gilbert, want a name. Tell I've us about Inside Jokes. Uh-huh. And so I happen to know it's called Inside Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and which channel is it on without looking? Uh, well, I'd want to give you a chance sure, to Sure, of course. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's a streaming service. Oh. It starts with an A. Uh, an A. Yeah. Amazon. Hey. hey. <laughs> Not that I didn't know. What a seasoned pro. Yes. Well, Neil is here to talk about his brand new, as Gilbert pointed out, six episode. Do I have that right? Six episodes docu- on series. Amazon. We da- calling it a docu series. Amazon Prime. It's a docu series. Yes, it follows seven comedians as they audition and prepare and go to uh, Just for Laughs in Montreal, the comedy festival, to perform in the New Faces Showcase, which is a very important thing in comedy that not many people know about. No one knows about it, but it's a very, very big deal. Yeah. Um, and, Nobody uh, but comedians. Comedy really. insiders know in, about yeah. it, but in it's comedy, not known. Yeah, to... the thing I tell people is like, it used to be you go on Carson, you go to the couch, and you get to be famous after mm-hmm. this. And nowadays, being on Tonight Show is not, you know, a lot of people have Tonight Show sets or Late Show sets, but only 20 people a year get to go to New Faces. So Kevin Hart did it, Amy Schumer did it, uh, Pete Davidson, Gerard Carpenter. Oh, Jost. lots of people. Yeah. yeah. Michelle Wolf. Exactly. Yeah. Kumail. Yeah. Mel Nanjiani. Yeah. Do you know that I'm obviously 
Rosebud, everybody knows from Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know where? Oh, God. What the... <laughs> oh, God. I know. She knows. You know. She knows. You know. Yep, it's a genre. Th- yes, this this is a, a, a famous legend. Uh-huh. That, <laughs> Why don't you tell us about uh, it? Because, <laughs> you know, Citizen Kane you know was based she on, on William Randolph Hearst. Right. And William Randolph Hearst was going out with what the fuck was Marion Davies. <laughs> Marion Davies. And she and, was a starlet. He was trying to make her into a star. She had limited and, talent. Yeah, although they say the difference was that Marion Davies actually did have talent, whereas the one in the movie Dorothy Comingore. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. But but, but yeah, a, go ahead. According <laughs> to legend. And watch you dig the hole. Uh, William Randolph Hearst called Marion Davies uh well let's see, her cunt. Uh, um uh Rosebud. That was that his true? pet name. Her, yeah, that's he that's what I've heard. Her, Is this which well it's 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 close, C-U-N-T, Gilbert. Rosebud? Yes. yes. Wait, yes. what's close? Yes. Ro- well the, this uh, he's gonna make me say this. It was actually her clitoris. A clitoris yes. was Rosebud? Yes, yeah. not to get too clinical. I thought yeah. it was her entire It's also yeah. a Sorry. genre of porn that involves a prolapsed anus, which is also a, <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. Yeah. a nice namesake for myself as well wow. as a comedian. Now, so. now this show is educational. That's I what say I it was, every week. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> there's a type of porn that just has to do with the clitoris? N- no, Never mind, just, no, just even... Uh, more specific. Never yeah, mind, more specific. That more sp- a pro... Nah, no, don't go there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just led to a lot of troublesome Google searches for you people. You know too much about the origin of your own name. I do. Is the problem. I do. I yes. should yes. change it. Yes. Rosebud was the sled in Citizen Kane. Yeah. And and one of the reasons, the alleged reasons that, that Hearst was so upset yes. with with Orson Welles and the movie, among other reasons. He said, that's not Marion's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Was the name was the name Rosebud for the sled was allegedly taken from his you know his 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 private life yeah and, and was off limits information and <laughs> and like newspapers are you regretting this yet you're, you're getting into no this? not this <laughs> is newspapers this doesn't even scared. touch the surface of what I've talked about on podcasts <laughs> News, newspapers back then were scared to run ads correct with Citizen Kane correct really because William Randolph Hearst owned everything and threats retribution powerful. against yeah. the papers that would advertise the movie yeah yes good stuff yeah but so, let's get back it's historic <laughs> two inside jokes <laughs> <laughs> we digress how did this happen Neil how did it come about I'm, we know I'm our, a big fan of Inside Joke is <laughs> currently on Amazon. We're going to attempt an interview. It, no, pal, it, Howie Mandel, how was how was Howie involved? It happened because after I finished the movie about Gilbert, yes. one of the one of my ideas was to follow one of the, one of my things was I would love to follow a comedian around for a while while they write jokes. But I was with I was with Gilbert for six months and. Your material is, you know, yes, not not was <laughs> not written in this. Era. And I, I pitched this idea to a producer, and he went and he called me one day, and he said, "Hey, I just talked to Amazon. I think I sold that idea about following comedians around as they get their material material together." Uh, and I told him, "You're going to direct it." So it all happened very fast. I mean, that was in December, and then in January we were shooting the auditions. It was all very very quick. Here it is. Yeah. So the so the Gilbert talk was obviously instrumental in. Oh yeah, in for sure. No, that's yeah. That that movie's opened up a ton of doors for me. I mean, didn't that, do shit for me. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, that, that movie's been very, very good Fucking for me. Fucking waste of time. <laughs> Gilbert, many, many more people know about your obsessions. Yes. And you're, you're collecting shampoo bottles and you're washing your they, socks in the I sink. I don't know how many tweets I've gotten. Like, more and more hotels are doing this thing where the shampoo and lotion are nailed to the wall <laughs> and you pump it out. Yeah. And, yeah. and I get all these tweets saying, uh, we're really sorry, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> You've played a role in it. And so, Rosebud, how did you get involved? How did... Uh... Um, I Well, I met Neil uh, at the auditions for JFL. Mm-hmm. It was my first time just auditioning. Just for laughs for our, pe- for our listeners yep, who don't know or are familiar. And, uh, and I, was, I was auditioning for the first time. And then I remember when I got off stage, there was a camera there. And we walked up to the camera and they, they asked us, like... I don't know. I think they asked me, like, who am I competing against or something? I forget what it was. But I just sort of blabbermouthed into the camera, walked away, and then I got a call, basically like, can we follow you around for a little while? Then they went back to L.A., pitched it to Amazon, I guess, and then they came back, and we were gearing up for callbacks, and they were basically in my house every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you in episode two last night while walking your dog. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bama? Bama. How's Bama? Bam. Oh boy. Bam was dead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up. Okay. Well. We, so we shot this a while ago, huh? Our dog's dead too. I yeah. said, oh, oh, okay, so we're up Dead as a doornail. Wow. Our do- uh, dog's dead, and I don't know what your fucking show's called. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, we're off to the races. <laughs> so, so, Neil, the pitch here was that it's just it's just people who could be in any walk of life. They just happen to be comics. Uh, yeah, that was my pitch. I think they thought it would be more like competitive, more comedians going after each other and, yeah. and all this. But that was you know boring to me. I always say it's a show that about people that happen to be stand-ups. Right. Like, you know, the Gilbert movie has, it does have stand-up, but it's mostly about uh, Gilbert and the kids and Dara. To me, the the personal stories are far more interesting. So it does get into their personal lives and who they are and what where the jokes come from. And so. how were these seven uh, hopefuls decided upon? Uh, they, a combination of, it was a couple things. Like that, They that, have that, to audition to be in a, in a series about auditioning? No, no, no. So they auditioned for Just for Last, and after the, after the show, we would talk to the judges, and I would say who was funny, and they would tell us who was funny and why. But that interview that she's talking about that she walked up to was really how we found out the personal stuff. Like It was five questions. You know, where are you from? How'd you get into comedy? Tell us about your backstory. Um, and it was a combination of them being interesting as people and funny as comedians. So it wasn't just about Got it. stand-up. It wasn't just because they were funny. Right. Which leads us to the question, Rosebud. <laughs> how did you get into comedy and why? Because oh, Gilbert has talked about many, many times on this show how he got into it at the age of 15. When, as you like to say, what you were too numb, too, too dumb stupid, to know better. Yeah, too, too stupid, stupid to, to know any better. Yeah, and it's now when people tell me they're an aspiring comic, I think, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like you know, you could fill out a form at McDonald's, and it makes sense. <laughs> you know, you'll you'll have like a job there. You know, you you press the button that says uh, Big Mac and fries and Coke, and it it's like back. So I wasn't thinking. Now I think in terms of like the competition and the rejection and all that. Yeah. 
back then it was like I was just too stupid to think about it. Well, yeah. you don't have you don't have uh, comedians in the family. This is you're a, you're an outlier. Yeah, I'm an yeah. outlier. Okay. Um, I I would be the first. I think I just had like a the worst year of my life, and I was. I just had no pride left. So I was I was a little I was like too sad to know any better, I think. And I, I went and did an open mic and uh, I just decided, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep doing this. And then it kind of snowballed. Like it just became a compulsion. Did you see it as therapeutic? Is that why you went up the first time? Because I don't you know were you what were, I you, saw you were it sort as. of at a low point and Yeah, I mean maybe I was maybe it was just the first time I'd felt excitement in a while. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean honestly it was like I felt a pulse again. You so. wanted the stimulation of it. Yeah. But you talk about Gilbert, you talked about when you first started, you had an addiction to it. You've talked about that, that you were just like you had to do it every yes. night. Yeah. I when I first started it, it was like there could be a war going on outside with, you know, rifles and hand grenades. And I would like, you know, I'd walk to the club and and it didn't matter what was happening. I had to. I had to get on stage. Yeah. Now, now, now I feel like, you know, they offer to pay me and everything, and they'll and they'll pay me and you know fly me out and and I go. I don't want to go on. Um, <laughs> so you've you've done a one eighty. Yeah, you, you yeah. went from the, the compulsiveness, the, the 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 compulsion to to having to do yes. it to now you can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like well, I'll go. It it's gotten when I'm on stage, it's fine. It's like, it's kind of, I, I compare it to standing by the water in a pool or the ocean and you're dipping your toe in and it's freezing cold mm-hmm. and you go, I don't want to go in there. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in there, it's fine. One time me and Gilbert were in Minnesota <laughs> and he was doing two shows, uh-huh. you know, the seven o'clock and the nine o'clock, whatever. And they come in during, between shows and they give him the envelope with the check and he goes, oh, do I have to do the second show? <laughs> They prepaid him for the second show. Yeah. All these years, you never pulled the fire alarm, Gilbert, or just held a, held a lighter up to the sprinkler system. Because I know that's your secret desire. You also said when Howie was here that, that it's something very interesting that I never heard you say, that, that you would have been at home just going from club to club, spending the entire yes. day and night yeah, on stage. Back, back then, if you said, we'll just put you on, just come over, we'll put you on. I would have stayed up till like, you know, four o'clock in the... Well, we were already staying up till four o'clock. In the, I would have stayed up till like 10 o'clock in the morning uh, just doing it one right after the other if they arranged it that way. You're, you yeah. relate to that, Rose? Yeah, I remember I stood out in the freezing cold. I had no idea how unhappy I should have been. <laughs> and I was... It was probably... When they had that polar vortex, I think it was 2013, and it was negative 14 degrees, and I was standing outside of the village lantern barking for people to come in so that I could do five minutes, uh, and, I, and I did one show after another, just doing that to get stage time. Right, because people that, don't, or that aren't in comedy and that don't live in this world know that it's not just the onstage struggle. Right. It's the dealing with the the, 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 the barking yeah. and the bringer shows yeah. and well, all that, the various the, bullshit. And that's what the show is about. Mm-hmm. These are people, it's a, I always you say. You have a show? Yes. <laughs> Tell us the jokes. title because Gilbert won't. Inside yeah. <laughs> Jokes on Amazon Prime. It's on the internet. 
<laughs> or your phone. And, Amazon streaming. And, and your yeah. name again. Neil Berkeley. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You might like my early work. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what were you saying before? Uh... I mean, it is about that. There, there, There's some episodes that don't have a lot of stand-up because it is about that struggle. Imagine, I always say, like, imagine you saw a show about Kevin Hart before he became, before or, he filled arenas. Like, right before that happened. This is where these people are. They're still... They're oh, yeah, just like, right before I fill an arena. Well, <laughs> just two days before I fill an arena. Or, or yeah, or, or <laughs> this, this is the moment where they're still, like, trying to make ends meet and right. just trying to find... state. Uh, there's so many times where we shot them doing stand-up for free or having to buy a beer to get five Seeing minutes Seeing some of those stage. venues. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in comedy clubs, not as a performer, but I, I've seen some. I remember some... one time after I'd been doing comedy for a while at all those clubs, and they, they weren't, they paid zero. And I went into, I was supposed, somebody wanted me to meet them at some bar. And I was sitting at the bar, and the bartender comes over to me and says, uh, oh, you want anything? I said, no, I'm meeting someone here. And they brought me a Coke. And I said, <laughs> I didn't order this. And he said, no, well, you're sitting there. I, And I thought, oh, Christ, someone actually <laughs> brought me a free Coke? Because you couldn't get a free soda at mm. these fucking clubs. Have things improved any? <laughs> not, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, I, there's one club where it says uh, on the wall where I perform, it says, you can't have bottles of water anymore. It just says it just says that on the wall. Comedians, you can't have bottles of water anymore. If you want water, get a cup in the back and fill it from the sink or whatever. It's just like okay. It's humbling. What were the, what was that patio space that they were performing in? It was an out it was an outdoor space. Oh yeah, oh, well in that's LA. in LA. Well, LA. What the hell was that? I mean, LA is different. In New York, you can come out and you can get stage time pretty much every night, right? I mean, yeah. in LA, you kind of have to create your own shows. So one of the comics in the show creates a show in in a in a, a parking lot of a coffee shop. He built his own little Amazing. stage out of a wooden flat just to get his own stage time. Another part, in another scene, there wasn't even a stage. There was a guy standing at a mic next to a pool table yeah, in, in, yeah. A, in a bar, getting people, hoping people would stop shooting in a, pool. In a sports club in, in San Clemente, yeah, with, with people not that didn't go there to watch comedy. That's another thing. Is like a, There's a lot of times people are going to do comedy and... Everyone that went there that night, nobody right, asked did for not it. comedy <laughs> breaks out <laughs> yeah. from nowhere. Yeah. yeah, what's what's the? I have to ask you this: the worst venue without uh, without naming names. Mm, God, I have to think about that. I honestly do because it's there's so many. Uh, I did a, I did a laundromat once. A laundromat. Yeah. Okay. Did a Gilbert laundromat. Would have, Gilbert would have loved that. Gilbert would have enjoyed. <laughs> yes. 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 Would that, you? that would have been good point, I'm, Aaron. I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with doing my laundry. <laughs> did you That's see the Gilbert something. movie? Yeah. Yes, okay. I saw. Well, yeah, you go. You saw him remember. washing socks in a hotel. Yeah, I yeah. wash my socks and underwear every you night. But you don't need a laundromat Jeff. for that. It's too much info. Yeah, but in a laundromat, it it still comes out cleaner. You should yeah. call <laughs> Jeff and see if you could get a gig in a laundromat. Yes, <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> The show's also about the sacrifices that you all make, mm. like Kellen's family, mm -hmm. which was sort of sad. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, he says at one point, I realize that the better I become as a comic, the worse I will be as a, as a father. As a father, yeah. When, when he said that, that was, that was a heartbreaking thing that, for him to, to say and admit out loud. It, yeah, you go to this guy's house and you're like, hey, I'm going to make this show about him. And you see that he has three kids. 
And in my in my head, I'm going, geez, I hope this guy can is funny. Like I don't even know him very well. <laughs> right. It would really so. hard. I mean, he's it's like man, he used to feed all these mouths on comedy. It's not easy, not easy to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is it is the real story about people that are trying to trying to make it by making people laugh, which in its own it, on its own is a weird thing to do. Yeah, to I'm stand up. I felt like I was going through that at while we were shooting it was making I was kind of making that realization because especially. Uh, you know, I hate saying this, but like as a woman in comedy, you go, oh, I, I can't have a family and I can't be like uh, a good mom and a comic and work. You know what I mean? Like I can be a shitty mom or a good comic or I can be a good, a shitty comic and a good mom. <laughs> like it's like one or the other. You just have to choose. And I was like thinking that while we were shooting it because I wanted to get married and all this stuff. And since the doc has come out, I'm just like, you know, but kind of got rid of my relationship and I'm just kind of on my own and I'm just doing it. And it feels like kind of relieved of the responsibility. I would imagine. Know? Yeah. I would imagine. Do you think, and I'll ask this to you, Gilbert, too. Do you think, uh, let's see if I can phrase this question correctly. Is there something slightly off about a person who wants to do this? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who wants, who wants to, more than a few things. And not, I don't even mean the success. I don't even mean necessarily chasing the money or the trappings, but somebody from a psychological standpoint who wants to get up in a room full of strangers <laughs> and make and entertain a them. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You come to grips with this. It's, it's craziness. Um, well, I, I, what always fascinates me is that schizophrenia. Of if you part of you is going, um, I'm so great, I'm gonna make my living going up, and millions of people around the world will pay money to see me and applaud me. And the other part of you that's going, Oh, please love me, I just need some love, <laughs> just love me right now. Yeah, I think Rosebud among all, all the comics to me. Reminded me of of Gilbert one material wise your <laughs> your material is very that it goes there it's edgy it's edgy Smart. yeah but also there's this uh, attitude of your early days they said you would put you up and it, you, laughs weren't this is a weird to say about a comedy but laughs weren't the the point of the night like you just wanted to do your thing and have fun there were a lot of nights where Rose but I it looked like you were just gonna do your set if they liked it that's fine if they don't that's fine like you were gonna do your thing yeah. and that reminded me a lot of things that other comics said that David Tell and Jeff Ross talked about Gilbert being that way so of all of them like you reminded me the most of Gilbert it was familiar <laughs> I think he means that as a compliment yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a compliment in there somewhere and, and <laughs> Gilbert is what William Randolph Hearst called <laughs> Marion Davis's cunt <laughs> he used to call it Gilbert <laughs> 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 we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. <laughs> Tell us about the other comics. 
Tell us, so there's, there's, uh, what's his name? Alzo Slade. Alzo Slade, there's, a New York comedian, yeah. very funny guy. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, he's, he's, Alzo's this guy. Everyone that ever met Alzo wanted Alzo to think they were cool. Yeah. Like Alzo, he's got, a, he's got this like whole persona. He's got like a degree in philosophy or something. Degree in philosophy. So smart. Yeah, very well educated guy. Very, uh, yeah, he has a degree in philosophy. He teaches philosophy. And Kellen um, is the guy that has the, 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 the two Skin, kids waiting at home. Three and, uh, kids. Three, three kids, kids and a wife. I only counted two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Simon is the guy li- working out of the food truck. Who- Simon Gibson works Simon in a Gibson. coffee sta- a coffee trailer. Okay, it's a trailer that's been converted into a coffee shop. <laughs> that means he went it went downhill for because when I was living in LA, he was in a shop, and now he's in a trailer. <laughs> yeah. So his yeah. side gig went downhill. And his roommates MK <laughs> Paulson um, and uh, Daphne Springs is on the show. Daphne, right? Yeah, and uh, Robert Dean, another co- New York comedian who you uh, Rosebud performs with a lot. Right, right, and, right. And that here, like hearing about that guy who works in a food truck, it's like in my mind now, see, back then it was like, you know, it didn't matter. There was, I didn't think in terms of competition or or rejection, anything. Uh, and now I think, oh, He's got a perfectly good job in a food truck. <laughs> you know, uh, like uh, someone orders a coffee, they give him a dollar, and they made a dollar then. <laughs> Gilbert secretly longs to quit his career and become a barrister. <laughs> <laughs> a barista. Not a barrister. But I, I wanted Dare to be here because I had a very, uh, before I came here, I had a very Gilbert moment on the way here. I, I went to a restaurant to meet, <laughs> to meet Gilbert. That might be a hundred <gasps> yards, yeah, stone's throw from his apartment. Uh-huh. You can see it from my window. On yeah. our corner. <clears throat> I haven't been yeah. cursed out by Gilbert in a long time. So what happened? Because I wasn't with him. He That's... called me. <laughs> okay. And I said, where are you? And he goes, I'm in the restaurant. And I said, I'm in the restaurant. <laughs> and he said, no, you're not. I'm, I'm in the restaurant. And I said, no, you're not. I'm here. Go outside. And then he said, fuck you. You go outside. <laughs> so you- <laughs> So I go outside. I said, where are you? And he starts cursing me out saying, where are you? F you, where are you? Go F yourself. Why aren't you here? And he had gone two blocks south. Where the hell did you go, Yeah, I went to some other restaurant. Now, this restaurant that you went to, uh, I've been there like, you know, I've been in that area for like 20 years. And I've been there like uh, we just ate there last week. Times, yeah, <laughs> we've eaten there hundreds of times, and I I didn't know the name of it, and I went to the wrong restaurant. <laughs> so I hear him go, "Where are you?" And I said, "Restivos," and he goes, "I'm in Restivos." And then he, I hear him like the phone goes, and he goes, "Is this Restivos?" And the guy goes, "No," and he goes, "I'm not in the right place." <laughs> That's him. <laughs> this is what and, happens you know, when I'm not there. <laughs> people, people who watch the documentary yeah. uh, will go. Uh, I may, I'm sure a lot of people think, "Oh, you know, a lot of this was made up for." <laughs> Gilbert can't be that fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best part of making the doc? You know, if you could boil it down. To this one, one or Gilbert? The, the the Gilbert doc, and then I'll ask you about this one. I know, I, I know, part of it was discovering uh, Arlene. Uh, Arlene, yeah. Well, that yeah. was the, well, that was day one. That was the yeah. very first day of shooting. Is I met I met Arlene, and I that was the cool thing. Is I got to introduce well, all these things. I get to introduce the world to these people that mm-hmm. you would not have known, or you of might course. not have known otherwise. Like no one, like Arlene has four books published over the last thirty years, and I got to be the person that made this movie that said, "Here she is." You know, for take you. a look at That's this gratifying. work. I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. 
Yeah. And what was funny about that is I still, during the entire making of the movie, I hated <laughs> me, me? You hated me. <laughs> every second of it. <laughs> but when I saw Arlene was getting some yeah. attention, I thought, oh, okay, yeah. this is this is a good thing. That made it worthwhile, yeah. Yeah. How selfless of you, Gilbert. <laughs> I said, how selfless of you. Yes. Yeah. To, to, let yeah. it, to let it be about yeah. somebody else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the only reason that you wanted to keep doing it, really, or, or you know, is because you thought it would, you know, be good for Arlene. It wasn't because of the director. <laughs> and, and, Neil, and Neil made sure that you ate. Yes. He took yes. care of you on the road. Bless your was, heart, Neil. Which I was very but grateful you for. You did the Lord's work. Yeah. But this one, no, it, it, it does feel good to, like, let the world know that there's these people in... I think you you see comedy after things start to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So to to introduce the world to people that are still trying to make things happen, you know. It's funny the, the perspective because you Colin Jost is in the is in the Colin Jost yeah. is in the first episode and he's talking about how and you look at him now obviously, but he's talking about how he performed a stand up set for three people. Yeah. One of them was his agent. Yeah. One of them yeah. was his ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend, yeah, and she yeah. felt like she won. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that that's what it is. That that. So yeah, that's been very satisfying, and I think that's what people are responding to. So. Was it a big production? I, I know you said... Uh, Huge. It was massive. Yeah. Well, we shot uh, seven people, uh, to New York, LA. We shot for a week in Montreal. At one point, there were 70 people on the crew. Wow. Um, we went to all their hometowns. We went to Maine. Speaking different languages, I heard. So, yeah, yeah. Ha- most of the crew was, was speaking very uh, only French. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was it was a huge production at one was point. Was Howie involved in in any capacity other than the fact that he's just taken over the Just for Laughs festival? Uh, no. Yeah. He took. He yeah. He he was a big part of the show getting sold. Actually, the fact that he came on. Howie Mandel. Gave it yeah. Credit, Howie Mandel. Yeah. But um. Yeah. When I was there, we I called him and said, Hey, would you mind talking to one of our comics? And he said, Whatever you need. And Rosebud <laughs> actually has a scene in the fifth episode with Howie. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm so ashamed that when. I know he doesn't like to shake hands. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> That's an understatement. So what I did was I said goodbye to him by doing prayer hands like a namaste, and I'm so ashamed of it. It just—it's <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. And then he hugged me because I think he felt bad for me. It was like I—I I went, well, nice to meet you with the prayers, and then he reached in for a hug, and I was like, he hates this, and so uh, everyone yeah. points out that hug that you got a hug. Yeah. People always like, oh wait, he should get a hug. I, yeah. I remember I was I was in Chicago and I was doing like a radio thing for some club I was doing. And they said, Oh, uh, Howie Mandel's across the street. He's doing press. And he was doing press because the book about him being a germaphobe was coming out. And I I went to meet him in the lobby, I totally forgetting the fact that I had a, <laughs> I was coming down with something, <laughs> and I I sat down with Howie, and I immediately start going, <laughs> 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 and he like throws both his hands and his scarf. He wrapped his mouth closed, <laughs> and he goes, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> Were you also like like taking the chips, Gilbert? Weren't you taking I, yes. like the chips and there dipping them and re-dipping them? And I was eating with him, and and it was like a Mexican place, so it had the chips in a basket. And I was eating them, and I and I look, he's looking at me, and I said, "Oh, you want some?" And he goes, "No, I, I'm not going near those chips." And I said, "Why?" And he said, 
you've been taking chips out, <laughs> biting them, and then putting them back in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> so when did the show start airing, Rose? Uh, and have and what kind of feedback have, show have you got? The show is called Inside <laughs> Joke. I just realized that 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 being with Gilbert trained me for this because it was the mega bus. It wasn't like I was with Gilbert. It wasn't like I was with a rich like you weren't flying first class. <laughs> yeah, no. no, it was very uh, much traveling like, with Mariah Carey, <laughs> taking the mega bus to Baltimore. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. What, well, how's what's the response been to to um, friends and family? Uh, really, people? really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I was like, I've been. I'm obsessed, so I'm like checking the Amazon reviews constantly. Uh-huh. And I Some saw great reviews, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. it's always the assholes that come first. You know what I mean? The ones that don't have anything <laughs> else going on. So then they they put in their two cents. They're always the first ones to pipe up. And then I saw that, and I went on Instagram, and I just launched into these people about how they're awful people that we should all burn their houses down. And all. anyway, so a bunch of people from my Instagram went over and started like reviewing the show really well, and it's kind of like snowball, That's which good. is great because I was like, I'm going to start a campaign to get these people. <laughs> Kicked off Amazon. Too. I have one. One girl was like, "I've reported every single person," <laughs> for, <laughs> and there's only like nine bad reviews, and then the rest it's like 113, whatever. The yeah. bad reviews, though, you remember? Oh yeah, that's like you, when those Dara are the ones that I'm obsessed with. You, yeah. Gilbert, you those know about you, social media. You, you've had social media. Uh, <laughs> oh, I bet it's been nothing but good for me, the internet. <laughs> You're like him. Oh, yeah. Oh, if, God. if we get a, a 700 reviews on, on iTunes for this podcast, Dara will find the... The one. The, yeah. She'll find the one negative one. About them, that one. Yeah. 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 I of, actually, the great ones. I actually called a reporter once that um, gave Gilbert, that gave you a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> That's love, Gilbert. I called yeah. him. That's I was love. like, how... Dare you talked about my husband this way? <laughs> I looked up one guy on there who gave it a one and a bad review, but he had also reviewed straws. Like he gave some straws a bad review. So he's he, this is just a bored person with drinking to do, straws. But, yeah, yeah, drinking straws. <laughs> yeah, they're overrated. One oh star. Because yeah. with Gilbert, I mean, the documentary Gilbert on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like ninety nine. Oh, rave yeah. reviews. There was only one. There was only one. And the guy was in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like obsessed about it. I'm like, just one. Yeah. I'm like, fucked up our 100%. I, yeah. I read a good God review in Decider of this show. See, They said CNN's history of comedy works on a cerebral level, cerebral level, but this show works on an emotional level. Did you read that? Yeah. That was yeah. flattering. It was a very good, re- yeah. 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 I didn't That was it. exciting. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I even went to one of the tapings of Neil's show. Oh, Yo, you were there at Rosebuds. You were at Rosebuds. I know. Taping, yeah. It was amazing. I was there. I had the best time. You know Which taping? You Which know the... your, audit, your callback. Yeah. Oh, you were in my callback? I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Wow. I was there. I loved it. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Good. I, I did think I was like, we could turn up the laughs a little bit on the callback scene. <laughs> that was my only... I was I like, I remember it. doing better than that. Uh, but maybe I didn't. And maybe I was just amped up. It was great. Yeah. So, Neil... Now streaming on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes, Gilbert. All six. <laughs> no, Gilbert's, Gilbert's not talking because he's looking up the show on his phone because he can't wait to watch it. <laughs> right, Gil? 
He's watching it again as we speak. Also, the, by the way, the scene where Simon, where he's he's communicating with with friends back home, and they say, "Oh, you're doing wonderfully in L.A.," and he says, "I didn't have the heart to tell them. I just went on food stamps." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 tells you a, a lot about the life of a struggling. Yes, uh, yes. Simon also stand up kicks off one episode doing stand up for one person. Yeah, that is my favorite scene. Is when it all of a sudden he goes, "I'm going to talk." over here I'm gonna look over here so that I'm not just looking at you and then it pans out and it's one person in the audience <laughs> I was dying yeah did you ever perform for one person oh Gilbert? yeah yeah that's <laughs> not your lucky. wedding night yeah that's that's recently yes <laughs> <laughs> um and what's uh, where can people see you um Rose? uh you can just my website rosebudbaker.com or on instagram at rosebudbaker uh, all my show dates and stuff like that. And are you're playing on. clubs in and around. In and around. I'll be at city. Sketch Fest in uh, January in San Fran. She's very funny, folks. She's very funny, very edgy. Thank you. I told you my wife laughed out loud. I won't give the joke away, but you have to see. You'll have to watch the show. And it's any other plugs, Neil? No, that's it. Just watch okay. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we plug Gilbert well, again? Uh, yeah. 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 See, go to see iTunes. The, 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 go to iTunes and watch Gilbert. iTunes, yeah. Over and over again, please. Or Hulu, right? Yeah. Or Hulu. Yeah, go I, to Hulu. Yeah. iTunes or Hulu. See Gilbert. And then the also see this documentary <laughs> that has to do with William Randolph Hearst's girlfriend's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Such an unwieldy title. <laughs> Thank you for letting me do this. Thanks, of course, thanks for having buddy. me on again. I love you could have you. come up with something a little catchier. <laughs> <laughs> That's easier to remember. Say goodnight, Gilbert. <laughs> goodnight, Gilbert. Okay. Uh, there, yeah, uh, this has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Podcast with Neil Berkeley and, and Rosebud uh, Baker, which I had to look down. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. The show is great. Good luck with everything. Rosebud, come back and do this show. Thank you. Under under different circumstances when you're famous. You have to do it when you're 95. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and have three days to live. 